Welcome to the Tamarin Learning Podcast, where host Dr. Kirby Ross-Plock speaks with experts on many topics relevant in the ultra-high net worth family wealth management space. Kirby is author of several books, including The Complete Family Office Handbook, and shares her expertise consulting with families and family offices. Kirby is also the founder of Tamarind Learning, an online wealth education platform that develops practical, foundational learning programs for beneficiaries to help them prepare for responsible stewardship of wealth. Welcome to the Tamarind Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Kirby Rossbach, and today I am welcoming Joe Riley to our podcast and to learn more about the work he's been doing with the Inheritance Project. Uh, Joe is CEO and founder of the Circulus Group, and he's also an investment consultant, family office consultant. He's an author. He's a writer. He's a co-founder of the Family Office Association, the global forum for single family offices in, based in Greenwich, Connecticut. And he's got a great long past, which I won't get into, in the investment, finance, and family office space. But today, we're digging into this interesting topic of the Inheritance Project. So, Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kirby. Thanks for having me. So, would it be okay if I shared the website right at the beginning? Because I'd love for our, our listeners to hear and see more about it as we're talking about it. Yeah, please do. All right. Do you see it? There it is. Looks great. Perfect. Perfect. So what is this whole project all about? Can you tell us some more, Joe, um, who started it? Tell us more about Barbara Blauen, her books. Sure. Um, so these books, uh, which we have uh, freely available on the site for, for download, um, are about discovering uh, the inheritor's inner journey. Uh, it was started by Barbara Bloon and two friends who had all inherited wealth at an early age and wanted to challenge the taboos around speaking openly about money. They found talking to each other and about these issues was helpful and cathartic and began to speak to others and collect their stories. They found people often had many of the same issues around love, around work, and around family that they had, but couldn't talk to anyone and felt different and separated from others. Telling these stories was not only helpful to them, uh, but it was helpful to others who heard them. So they decided to collect these interviews and publish them in uh, Legacy of Inherited Wealth, which was the first book. Um, they interviewed 200 people around the U.S., uh, of uh, various ages, all of whom had inherited enough money at a young age that they didn't have to work. Um, they also got Robert Coles to do the introduction to the book. Uh, and after reading the book, he noted that the stories show how privilege can be a burden and also an opportunity. Uh, the interviews in the first book, Legacy of Inherited Wealth, are very candid and detailed. Uh, and you see the many struggles and challenges that the inheritors faced. And in the second book, Robert wanted to highlight people who had faced these problems and overcame them, uh, often through philanthropy. And I think what's wonderful about these books is that they're not only useful to inheritors themselves, but they're really useful to anyone who reads them, and especially to uh, wealth advisors. These books give advisors the insider's perspective. Um, as you know, wealth can be tremendously undermining when you have so many options and you have no clear calling, 
many of these inheritors feel like they're unworthy. They feel guilty. Uh, they struggle finding purpose in life, and they get into conflict with family and friends. Um, and inheritors uh, and their advisors often have to to deal with these situations. So, Joe, you're a director of the Inheritance Project. Tell us more about how you got involved, and you know, you can just feel the passion that you have for this project. So. I'm hearing two things. One, this is great for beneficiaries who might cathartically want to connect and relate and identify with other peers that they may not know through these um, stories. But then I'm also hearing you say the role of advisors and what this might do to help their practice. Maybe first answer the beginning questions on how you got involved and, and what you're doing um, and why the passion and then, then the latter. Well, the passion just comes from the books. I had read the books uh, and they, they were uh, tremendously resonated with me. And so I reached out to Barbara. Uh, I wrote her a letter. I like to write authors a letter. It's amazing sometimes that they, they will write you back. Uh, they like to find people who enjoy their work. Uh, and Barbara was especially uh, um, interesting about these topics. And I wanted to know the rest of the story. Um, I've read the book many times. It's left a lasting impression on me. Um, it, it, you know, there's a handful of great books in this space. Uh, there's Charlie Collier's Wealth and Families. There's Jay Hughes' Family Wealth. Uh, there's Jim Grubman and Dennis Jaffe's work on Strangers in Paradise. Uh, and Legacy of Inherited Wealth is, is one of these books. It, it, it really floors people when they first read it. These are really authentic voices. <clears throat> excuse me, of real people with real problems. Uh, the fact that their problems cannot be solved with money and that money actually makes many of their problems worse really makes this book stand out. Um, and, and, you know, many of these stories are from the, uh, they're from the 60s or from the 70s or from the 80s, uh, but it doesn't matter from uh, what period they came or how old the people were. Uh, the real human dramas being acted out in these stories and all of the important questions that come up uh, with inheritors or with wealthy families, like who do you trust? Uh, how do you actually manage a fortune? Uh, how do you find a romantic partner? Uh, and most importantly, how do you find a purpose in life? Uh, these, these, uh, these stories are, are going to come up again and again and again. And there's lessons in here for, for just about anyone. Uh, after all, the main issue is finding purpose in abundance, uh, and that's certainly a problem for, for people uh, all over the world. Uh, the other interesting thing is the book has been tremendously useful uh, for me to, to share with other people who are not even aware of these issues um, or are struggling with these issues uh, in their own children. And, you know, the old idea of education is to slowly immerse and acclimatize the student to all the complexity and detail of the world, but not to overwhelm them. And there used to be a curriculum of sorts around money and inheritance, uh, what some people would call old money values, that were designed to help people cope with the responsibilities and the obligations of wealth, and hopefully not have it mess up their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, it was also designed to prepare them for leadership roles and the obligations that their money would demand of them. Now, this is far from perfect, but today it doesn't really even exist at all. So how do you find these norms around wealth? How can you find your purpose without being swamped by the tremendous potential and distractions of wealth? And I think these books are hopefully a start. 
um, you can read these books and, and share them with other people. And then hopefully at some point, uh, sit down and, and tell your own story. And tell me more about how you think advisors can really benefit from getting this bird's eye view into the beneficiary's perspective on wealth and how it's impacting them. That's a great question. You know, it's interesting, Kirby. Um, the wealthy avoid inauthentic professionals. Uh, top advisors in this industry are very skilled in communication. They have to have a professional and a technical background for sure, uh, but they listen more than they speak. Um, and the wealthy have complicated tax and investment issues, but they also have very complicated lives. They need to think these problems out with counselors who will listen with some understanding. And, and this is not therapy. This is helping your client organize their life. And these stories help you by revealing the chaos beneath what you're being told in many cases. If you read these stories carefully, you begin to see patterns emerge in people's lives, in the, in the stories, uh, that reflect what you see in your own clients. It's like a movie that you've seen before. You know where they're going to end up if they don't straighten things out. Um, and I think it's also interesting that, um, that there's been a trend in the industry, certainly since your, your first edition of your handbook, um, but over the last 10 years of focusing more on the beneficiaries. Obviously, um, uh, if your listeners don't know John Warnick and Hartley Golds, uh, the Purposeful Planning Institute uh, have been a big part of this, as have other people. Uh, it's about being more thoughtful about the structures you are placing around an individual and being more appreciative of, of their story and their journey in life. Uh, rather than maybe some short-term tax consequences. So what I'm also hearing you say is that to contrive those types of plans, you really need to know your beneficiary. You need to know their perspective. You need to know their connection to the wealth, how it's operationalizing, making them feel, um, because you can create a plan that maybe doesn't even work with the person it's supposed to intend to benefit, right? Right. So what um, else What else are you doing? Because it sounds like you might be, you have some um, future plans for the inheritance projects. Can you tell us what's on the horizon? What we are doing now is, is sharing these books. Uh, the, the books had gone out of print um, and Barbara had uh, let the Lebs website lapse. And I like to share these books with people and I couldn't get them anymore. Um, and so she reached out to me and, and uh, um, a good friend of her, Sally Donaldson, who is a psychotherapist in Manhattan. And uh, we decided that we should make these texts available to everyone, anyone who wants to read them. And so they're, they, like I said before, they're, they're free to download on the site. Um, and I encourage people to, to read them and share them. They're wonderful books. Um, but we also want to encourage people to tell their own story. Uh, I think we all live out narratives that we don't really understand. And talking about your story and writing it out helps you recognize these underlying patterns. Uh, maybe you're trying to please someone. Maybe you're rebelling. Uh, maybe you're chasing status. Uh, but you don't know this until you see it right in front of, right in front of you on the, on the page. And this is a good first step to, to getting your life organized. Um, and finding purpose when you're swamped by possibility, especially for the younger inheritors. 
But the next and most important step is sharing your stories so that others can start to see the path and begin to find their way as well. Living with wealth and having a meaningful, high quality, upstanding life is complicated. It requires sacrifice and responsibility. Uh, but if you're willing to confront the issues detailed in these books, you can develop the character to overcome them. You can bring meaning to your life. And most importantly, and I think that's the message of the second book, the Labors of Love book, is benefit others, is, uh, is actually give back to society and actually realize uh, and share the potential that you've been, been given. Uh, so we're uh, starting next year, we'll be uh, collecting stories and encouraging people to write their own stories. And uh, we'll share those in, uh, in upcoming books. And just for um, clarification, I do recall that all of the stories in the first book, many of them were anonymized. So people don't have to disclose um, anything, you know, personal that might have an issue with their family or um, identifiable. Because I do recall that there that Barbara did a really good job of um, portraying the stories truthfully, but not compromising you know the family's name or integrity or anything like that no of course yeah they're all anonymous uh for the most part and uh, the details have been have been changed um and of course it, uh, it it really doesn't make any difference because the the stories are the same uh again and again um and 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 i think that's why they resonate with people I think it's an incredible endeavor. I'm so glad these um, important stories are being brought back to us and are accessible. So thank you, thank you for championing that. Um, I just shared on the website where you can go and download and access and encourage all of you to take time to read through some of them, or if not all of them, and even contemplate the ask that Joe puts out there about possibly sharing your own stories. So Joe, I'm so thankful you could share some of your time, wisdom um, with us today on the Tamron Learning Podcast. And we hope you'll come back soon again and share more. I would love to. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Kirby. Thank you.